Welcome to our weekly and Episcopal Sermon podcast. We are so glad you found us. This is a live recording of the gospel reading and sermon from last Sunday's service at the Episcopal Church in Almaden. The life of this podcast depends on your listening support. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to support us, simply subscribe to this podcast on your channel of choice. Come, join us along our shared path for today's episode. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to wage war against another king will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000. If he cannot, then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. We're peering into a small public relations and advertising agency. And the ad executive pushes the page across his desk with one finger. And he's shaking his head. He looks like he thinks that this is a hopeless case. He tries to be polite. You know, I just don't think there's enough here for me to work with. Uh, You don't really know the first thing about selling. It's almost like you're trying to drive people away with with your message. Um, So, sorry, your name again? Jesus, this is just not going to work to get your message across. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Whoever comes to me and does not hate mother and father, brother and sister, wife and children, yes, even life itself is not able to be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me is not able to be my disciple. Yes, it seems as though Jesus is trying to drive people away. Do you think that in fact that maybe is what he's trying to do? Huge numbers of people were following him and they were chuckling 
as he embarrassed the important people with his dinner stories. <laughs> yeah, it's about time those stuffed shirts got called, called on it. Yeah, way to go, Jesus. But is that what Jesus wants? Is he there to accumulate a big crowd of people? Is he just trying to embarrass the important folks? Or does he want to show them that God sees the world and the world's people differently than they do? And why would the crowds think that he doesn't want to show them the same thing? In the Gospel of John, after Jesus feeds thousands with a boy's lunch, the crowds come seeking him. And he tells them, you're only looking for me because you want me to give you more bread. You want to see more miracles. And he goes on to tell them that he himself in his flesh is the bread of life given for the world. And that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood. And most of them said, ew, that's awful. That's ridiculous. How can we listen to this terrible teaching? And they leave. It's as though Jesus is trying to send people away. Whoever does not hate his family and even her own life is not able to be my disciple. Maybe Jesus wants people to take his teaching seriously and not just hang around him for the free food and the entertainment. Maybe he wants them to make a conscious choice toward God. Maybe he wants everyone to understand the benefits of freedom in God's love, that they are tremendous, abundant life gushing up in us and flowing out to everyone around us joy and peace that nothing and no one can take away from us. That's a pearl of great price, yes. And he wants us to understand that freedom is not free. There is a cost. Discipleship that is following Jesus has a cost. A big one. Count the cost, Jesus says, and decide what you are willing to sacrifice. Now we know that Jesus is speaking in an exaggerated way to make a point because the scriptures tell us to honor our father and mother and to love our families. And the word that's translated as hate here does not necessarily imply an intense and passionate dislike for something or someone, as that's how we understand that word to hate. 
But the original word is comparative. And it centers in a moral choice. It means to love something less than something else. To make, to make a renunciation of one person or thing in favor of another. We hear it from Moses' lips this morning in our first reading. I have set before you this day life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him. As they were about to enter the promised land and Moses was about to die, he let the Israelites know that they must choose between following the living and demanding God who brought them up out of slavery in Egypt and following the easy, undemanding, lifeless idols of Canaan. Following God brings life. Following idols brings death. Choices mean something gets left behind. Choose life, says Moses. Choose life, says Jesus. Jesus says, take this seriously. Love God above all else. Making that choice is what it takes to be able to follow me. This command to love God about, above all else is nothing new to us. It's the first and great commandment, right? Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. By the way, Jesus states at this day, hate your family. It's like throwing a glass of cold water in our faces. It gets our attention. And maybe our full attention is what Jesus wants. Just in the last chapter of Luke, Jesus was asked by someone if many would be saved. And he said, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will try to enter but will not be able. The narrow door is following Jesus, being a disciple. Are people unable to follow Jesus because they are unable to make this hard choice of God over everything and everyone else? <clears throat> Squeezing through a narrow door does not leave any room for carrying baggage with you. What does it mean to us today to love God more than we love our families and even our own lives? 
how does that express itself in our choices and our behavior? It certainly does not mean that we do not love our families and our lives, okay? Does not mean that. So we look to Jesus's life to see the choices he made. And we look to the Holy Spirit for guidance. Because to love God above all else means letting go of that protective persona that we have built up through all these years that does not let people see us. It shows the shiny or the whatever we want people to see. <clears throat> and they can't necessarily connect with us, with the real us, through that persona. It's got to go. Richard Rohr calls it the small self or the false self because the real self is down in here. Our own choosing is not a single giant renunciation never repeated. It's a series of constant micro choices every day throughout the day. Choices to be more loving. Choices to be more vulnerable. Choices to be more honest. Choices to tell the truth gently in love. Every day, little by little, tiny choices toward love. And these require us to attune our eyes and our ears to see and hear God's presence around us, listening for the whisperings and the leanings of the Spirit. We make these micro choices toward God and God's way only through God's grace. And each choice shapes us, empowering or hindering our ability to follow Jesus toward abundant life. Friends, the door is not narrow because of who God is. The door is narrow because of who we are. We dear humans, we just want to have our cake and eat it too. We really do. We want the freedom without the cost. And life just doesn't work that way. That's an adult knowledge. And I don't know about those of you with 30-somethings, and um, <clears throat> you'll hear them say, right? You'll hear them say, I was adulting so hard today. <laughs> and I'm like, you're in your 30s. Are you, not, are you not an adult all day, every day? I don't know. No offense to anyone present at all, really. Um, yeah, but that's an adult knowledge <laughs> to know that we can't have it both ways. If we stay awake and pay attention to the dailiness of our lives, the movements of our days, 
our minds and hearts being alert for where God is moving there, we will find the strength and grace to choose toward God over and over. And sometimes we won't. And that's okay, because God is there loving and forgiving us. The good news in all of this is that we continue to be a work in progress, all of us. And God's forgiveness and grace are mighty. Look what they did for the apostles. They turned fearful fishermen who constantly missed the point of what Jesus was saying, turned them into great lions and saints of God who changed the world. But if we pay attention and ask for help to choose rightly, imagine what disciples God can make out of all of us. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on An Episcopal Sermon Podcast. May this episode inspire you to apply lessons from these teachings to your everyday life. If you found inspiration in this episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast through the channel of your choice and spread the word. If you would like to see the full service from which today's sermon was drawn, visit our YouTube channel linked in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to donate any amount to our listeners' support on Anchor or visit the donation page on our website, www.churchinalmaden.org slash donations.